Hello and welcome to Solely Soul. This is your podcast for all things related to K-pop, K-dramas, and just anything K-entertainment. Today, I would like to start off this episode by announcing that we are hosting our first giveaway. That's right. We'll be giving away two copies of NCT 2020, um, their Residence Part 1 album. We have the past and future version. There will be two winners. The giveaway is running from now until... June 4th, technically, because the the winners will be announced on June 5th. So in order to enter, just check out our Twitter page, which is solely soul underscore TWT. Um, but yeah, make sure you enter and maybe you'll secure a copy of NCT 2020. Okay, so jumping into today's episode as far as um, topics. Um, wow, okay, we've been We've been absent for like two weeks, I think. I mean, but I feel like the reason why we haven't been uploading any episodes is because it, it feels like there hasn't been too much happening in K-pop, or at least like stuff that I really want to like talk about or cover. Um, Because I mean, I feel like if we're being honest, I feel like K-pop is a little boring without any big three groups really doing anything. Um. I mean, BTS basically just came back. I don't really know if you consider it a comeback because they're not really doing um, Korean promotions with this song with Butter. But um, we'll get into Butter Butter later. We'll do like a whole discussion on that. But um, I feel like outside of like BTS and all, a lot of the other big three groups. I mean, I know Twice um, will be coming back in like what like a week at this point, two weeks, a week, June eleventh. Or, well, June 9th, I think. Whatever date. <laughs> I mean, it's, a, it's a double date comeback. But um, the big, I feel like K-pop, to be honest, really is just, like, boring without any of these big th- three groups really, like, being busy. I mean, I guess maybe the whole, like, pandemic thing has, like, changed a lot of these groups' plans, possibly. But, I don't know, K-pop has just been really under underwhelming like recently like it just feels like there's just nothing (laughs) happening um but yeah so but still for today's episode we have stuff to cover a lot has happened like in the past two weeks since we last uploaded um so today we're gonna cover g-friend disbanding (laughs) that was like a shocker um but we're gonna cover that we're gonna talk about bts butter um and then i'll talk about some recent comebacks um and yeah, I guess that's pretty much how this episode's gonna go. Okay, so after this quick ad, we'll be right back and we'll start. Okay, let's get started with this episode. So the top news of like the week, and I feel like it's basically ongoing news. G-Friend disbanded. Um at the time <laughs> when that was announced, that was like a shocker. I mean, it still is like a shocker because it just came out of nowhere. It was unexpected, honestly. I mean, I'm aware. I, under- I understand the whole um, seven-year, like six-year, seven-year curse that is common amongst girl groups in the industry. Um, if you're someone who's not aware of this, there's basically this like saying. They consider it the seven-year cur- seven-year curse which typically um, affects girl groups. It's like a pattern where it seems like most girl groups 
do not usually make it past the seven year mark in the K-pop world. Um, I don't really know why. I don't know if it's like a misogynistic type of like thing is the reason or what the reasoning why is, but it just feels like it's basically over the years it had just become this thing in the K-pop fan- fandom to just like call it the seven year curse because a lot of girl groups just basically fizzle out after like seven years. But G-Friend, it was like unexpected because first of all, I believe wouldn't this had been their sixth year? They would have had one more year, I believe, before the seven year mark or whatever. But um, it came out of nowhere because considering that like it's basically been what, like two years or a year? Has it been two years already? I think since they have signed with, well, not they didn't sign with Big Hit. Let me get that straight. Um, Source Music, which is their company was acquired by Big Hit. Um, well, now it's Big Hit Music. So let me refer to them like that. So Source Music was acquired by Big Hit Music. And then, as you know now, Big Hit has become this whole, like, hype thing where Big Hit is, like, a separate entity. Well, not a separate entity, but, like, a, that's the label within HYBE. Um, but that's that's not what I'm getting into, because I, I covered that on the last episode, basically. But the thing is that G-Friend, yeah, so everything was, like, looking positive for them. Like, it was, it was nothing really happening um surrounding them recently that would have like led you to think that they would be like disbanding or splitting up anytime soon like everything was going um perfect it felt like for them because last summer not even last summer last year actually in january or was it february february or january i'm not sure but at the beginning of the year they had to come back with um uh what's the song uh crossroads yeah that's the song (laughs) crossroads um, the album was called Labyrinth, um, but they basically had that double comeback thing where they had the, they promoted the B-side and the title track. And I think, yeah, that was their first comeback since being signed with or acquired by um, Big Hit at the time. And it was everything was looking up at that point because the title track, I believe, I think the whole album basically was like co-produced or co-written by um, P.D. Bang uh, or P.D. Bung. Uh, I, I'm hope, I hope I'm not butchering that. Um, who's obviously the CEO and founder of BTS. So it, like everything was like looking up for the group because they had just become like acquired and everything by BTS's company. So everything was like looking positive. But um, I don't know if you just heard that door close. I Hopefully I can edit that out. <laughs> um, but everything was like looking positive for the group last year because like so many things had gone on for them and it was like the start of them with this new... Um, what's the word? I was about to say acquisition, but I don't know if that's the right term. But um, everything was like looking bright for them. Like it looked like they had a bright future after being like taken up by Big Hit. And then in the summer, they had come back. It's been like a year, almost July. They had come back with Apple. I know people had very divided opinions on Apple, but I personally loved Apple. <laughs> um, and then just this past fall, wasn't it in like September or October? They came back with Mago, um, which is a bop. Um, and as well, all those songs, Apple and Mago and all that, they all again were co-written by um, PD Bang. And basically things look like it was go- things look like they were going well with them with Big Hit, as well as at the end of the year, um, they didn't participate in any did they, I don't think they participated in any of the year end shows as per usual for like big hit artists well as of recently because i think didn't big hit blacklist um was it 
SBS or not SBS. I don't know which one of those networks they blacklisted. So a lot of big hit artists basically or people that are like acquired with big hit do not appear on certain show. Is it Music Core? Um, what's the company that runs Music Core? I'm not even sure at the moment. Can't even think of it. M- NBC. I think it's NBC. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But I know anyway, G Friend had participated in um, big hits like New Year's Eve concert thing. Um, and I feel like, was that, that was like, I think one of the last like big events we had from the G friend. Well, then they did do that online concert. Was that this year? Wow. Wait, time is going so fast. I don't even know if that was this year or was that the end of last year, but I know they did an online concert, (laughs) but, um, but yeah, basically there really were just no signs that this, that this was coming of them disbanding. Um, and plus, I think like just only a like maybe a couple weeks, like a month ago or so, one of the news agencies had reported that they were preparing, I think, the comeback. But I don't remember if Source or Hybe or whatever, if any of them had like confirmed or denied that. But I do believe Hybe in their um, um, what's the Hybe thing? The their meeting with the public or press conference, whatever you want to consider it. Um, G Friend was on their Q three thing or Q4, Q3, whatever it is, that they would have a comeback. So it, it just basically feels so um, sudden and abrupt, basically, because they were apparently, like, working on stuff, basically, and then all of a sudden it just, this just dropped, like, out of nowhere that, oh, they're disbanding. <laughs> um, because even, I think we even, uh, first of all, I, I have to also put a disclaimer in here. Um I'm a multi when it comes to K-pop. I mean, I do have certain groups that I like bias over others and pay more attention to, but G-Friend, I never really considered myself a full, like, um, what's the fandom name? Buddy. I never considered myself really a buddy, but I did listen to like all their songs always and their whole like from top to bottom of title tracks and B-sides. And I will just say actually that G-Friend it's like so sad that we all lost them i'm talking like they died or something but but no like i feel like we lost like a gym in the industry because even though i was never super into keeping up with g-friend i did keep up with their music and i feel like it's very rare to find groups that have that have like a discography where their title tracks and b-sides are like equally as good like flawless because even some of my top groups that I like loved, I can pick out songs that are not really that good that should have stayed like in the archive. <laughs> like, but I feel like G-Friend does not have a bad come. They did. They never had a bad comeback. They, um, I feel like another thing that G-Friend did, they always like stayed in their lane. Like, I feel like they have some songs that experimented a little, but they never tried too hard. It felt like to like stick out or because I feel like there's some groups that are like tryhards. I'm not naming names because I mean, I, and plus I can't, I don't think anyway, but I'm just saying like in, as a general blanket statement, there are certain groups I feel like that kind of um, try too hard to fit certain um, trends or molds out there to try to capitalize or gain. But G-Friend, I feel like G-Friend always had this style with their songs where you would be able to, even if you didn't know the name of the song or who was singing, you would be able to right away um, pick up that it, that it was a G-Friend song because I feel like all their songs usually had this like orchestra or string section style thing in there. So I don't know how to describe it, but I feel like you would know what I mean basically, but all their songs had this like, um, identity 
that would only be found within their songs that I feel like no other group has really managed to do something like that. Because I feel like even on some of their B-sides too, like I just feel like they came up with this style and they pretty much stuck with it. Because it seems like now towards the end when they came out with like Apple and Mago, they were starting to like change their style a little. But I feel like no matter what, they still had this like G-friend touch or charm in their work somehow. But I feel like it's, it's, it's really hard to pick a group in the industry as like them that like where every song is like just good. But back to the whole like disbandment thing of it being like a surprise. Because I know when it was first reported that, that they, well, it wasn't even reported initially they had disbanded. The news um, company had come out with, with like just saying that, oh, G-Friend's not signing with Source, that all the members are not signing. And I know right away on Twitter, fans had jumped to the conclusion of saying, oh, so this is good. This means they're going to go with Big Hit then. But, but no, basically like a couple hours later, the next day, then it was confirmed that, nope, they disbanded. They're done. <laughs> um... But basically, yeah, it, it's because it seems like there's still so still right now, there's still so much like unknown about this disbandment where like, obviously, I feel like obviously there was some like shady stuff that went on, but we'll probably never know because you know how these idols have these contracts where even if they're out the contract, they still like have NDAs, non-disclosure agreements where they can't really speak on certain matters. So I feel like at the end, we'll probably never know the truth of what went wrong here, but there's only, there's, right now, it's only been like rumors and speculation. So one of the speculations that I have seen, and a lot of people seem to have like backed it, and it might really come out one day somehow to be like truth, that it might be truth to it at some point, is that people um, had claimed, it was some industry insider apparently, or someone who knew an industry, industry insider, they had claimed that source music had been in, in depth like in bad depth <laughs> with the whole big hit um with with big hit acquiring them that they apparently never made like the money or they must have not made enough money back really to pay big hit apparently for taking them because um when companies buy out other companies the reason why they buy them they expect that company to be beneficial to them they expect them to um increase their revenue they expect them to make more than what they had paid to acquire said company. So in Source's case, apparently that's what the, one of the rumors is that they claim that Source and GFriend basically were unable to meet those amounts. Uh, no one knows, I guess, the exact amounts or anything, but um, they apparently, that's one of the stories, is that they were apparently unable to really like pay them back where that apparently ruined them. Another, oh, sorry if I'm like swallowing loudly, it's like my mouth is like dry. <laughs> um, another another narrative that was mentioned also with the fact that Source and Big Hit together, they have been teasing for like, what, since 2019 that they were going to make this um, girl group together. And so some, some stories that I've seen related to this G-Friend thing is that some people were claiming that they basically had to like remove G friend in order to, which doesn't make sense to me. This, this is one of the stories that I don't know how much truth there could be with this one, but I know some people were claiming that that's why G friend had to be moved away and out the picture so they could focus on this new girl group. But that doesn't really make sense because it seems like you would want to capitalize off the girl group that is already there to benefit um, a new girl group. So that seems kind of odd if that is the case that you threw out your one girl group to make another one. Um, 
because even that I'm wondering now since like since source no longer is Jifrin, I am wondering because I don't know if they've put any updates out on that, but I'm wondering what is the status now of this girl group that is supposed to be made from Source and Big Hit? Like, is that still a thing? Especially now that Hybe has come into the, um, the picture and they've switched companies and all this stuff. I'm just wondering, is that still even, like, a thing? But, um, I don't know. I guess at some point we'll probably get updated on if that's still going to go through making that girl group. But, um, another thing that feels really odd, and you could tell there's something shady with this whole, like, G-Friend thing, is the fact that Hybe just opened the Hybe Insight Museum, and G-Friend was placed in the museum, as well as, um, didn't, didn't people say that there's, like, these where you can get tours or whatever from the idol? Well, not from the idol, but, like, the audio where they describe to you, I guess, what you're seeing or whatever, and I know G-Friend is in that as well, so it just, that's just a, this is another way that you know some shady stuff, like, went on. Because it seems like if they would have had previous knowledge that Jifren would no longer like be with Source or be with within the Hybe stuff, um, they wouldn't have invested the time and money into even putting Jifren in the museum. So that's how you know all this stuff. Just it's just so many signs that you could just tell this whole thing was just like an abrupt thing where it's like something went wrong. Because I feel like a recent thing that has been going on with a lot of these groups is that like I'm going to connect this back to the Got Seven thing that happened at the beginning of this year. Is that like, for example, a group like Got Seven? What pretty much happened there is that they apparently had said that um, JYP Entertainment was out for like certain members and basically no longer really wanted to work with the rest of the members. So that was the plan. So that's why Got Seven had walked away as a whole group because they were not going to stand for that of the company favoring fa favorite showing favoritism towards certain members and then wanting to like trash the others. So. I almost wonder, was that what happened with G-Friend 2? Did they want, like, because I know Sinbi, um, or I don't know what her real name is, to be honest, <laughs> but Sinbi, I know she had the history of, well, she a trainee with Big Hit before. So I almost just wonder, that could have been a possibility too, where I almost wonder, were they, like, trying to get her to do something or whatever, and then, like, leave out the rest of the group, or another member, for that matter. But that, that's another possibility of what could have happened, that they could have been out for like one member and then were had no interest in the rest of their group. But um, but yeah, I guess this this is like an ongoing thing. This will be like the Got7 thing where I'll be following this for another couple of weeks or so until if more stuff comes out. Um, I'll probably add more info into my next upcoming episodes if anything else comes out in the next couple of days or weeks. But I feel like I guess I've covered enough on that, I think. Um, so yeah, I'm going to move on to the next topic. Okay, so moving on. Next topic, I want to get to comebacks, and in that we'll then switch into, we'll talk about BTS in there as well. But as far as comebacks, um, recently, no comebacks have honestly really caught my attention. Um... Because I feel like right now, like I, as I said at the beginning, it just seems like the only groups that are doing stuff right now are all these like new groups or underrated groups. And the groups the groups that are keeping my attention or have songs that I like right now are like all the girl groups I feel like. Like I feel like the ladies are literally saving 2021 right now for K-pop. Like without the ladies, K-pop would be nowhere right now. Um, because like for this past month of, as far as like releases, I've been into um, WJSN, The Black, Easy. I can't stop listening to Easy. Like, I've watched every performance stage of Easy. Like, it just never gets old. I don't know. It's just, just something so, like, smooth 
about that song that just I don't know I just I love it <laughs> um and then even previously before WJSN the black WJSN the full group with unnatural I can't stop listening to that either <laughs> um who else has had a come oh yeah oh my girl um dun dun dance that's so like catchy I love dun dun dance and the choreography too is like so fun and like cute um and as well as promise nine i'm loving their um what's the song called we go um i like that and i like their whole like new image um uh who else oh yeah pixie pixie is a new group um they debuted like in march i think they've been out for a couple months now but they debuted this year um pixie is actually really unique like i feel like their concept it's very like um it's very like horror like in a way kind of and they have this whole like lore and their own world so i recommend that you guys i'm gonna in another episode i'll probably do a whole episode on like new groups probably at some point but pixie has really been keeping my attention recently and actually i don't know if you don't know pixie actually um can't think of the member member's name at the moment but pixie one of the members in pixie was a member of cherry bullet but she had actually she was the leader i believe of cherry bullet but um you know what happened with cherry bullet where they kind of became a mess where half of them like walked away and stuff but um but she basically i'm happy for her because she got to re-debut with pixie and pixie seems to be doing pretty okay to be honest but i'm gonna talk about pixie like in another episode but they're definitely a group that i feel like people should check out because they're just kind of interesting their music i don't know it's i feel like their music should suit some people's taste some people they might not like it because their music i will be honest is a little like noisy but i feel like because they're girls i tolerate it <laughs> but if a boy group had those songs i would hate it to be honest but everybody needs to check out pixie um who else has a comeback um yeah, I don't know, actually. I feel like that's, like, it. that's, like, all I can, like, and I'm really just thinking off the top of my head right now because when I do these episodes, I don't really write down stuff. I mean, I have an outline that I look at to so I can remember what I want to talk about, but I feel like as far as comebacks, yeah, that's that's all I can think of right now who I'm really listening to and paying attention to. Other than that, I'm pretty much just waiting for these summer comebacks. Like, I'm waiting for Joy. She'll be back on the 31st on Monday with her remake album. And that, that's a whole other thing, too. I mean, I guess from a fan perspective, I can't have so much there say so much. But Joy, um, I don't know. I'm just curious as to did she choose to make this remake album or did like SM force that on to her? Because I'm just curious as to for this to be her like sol debut, solo debut. Um, why would you go with like remakes rather than making at least one, even if you just gave us a single album with just like one original song and nothing else like and plus i'm sure sm i feel like out of any agency i feel like sm probably has the most like the large not the most i feel like they probably have the largest like backlog of like songs that are probably just available at their um demand you know so i, I don't know i just find it a little odd that joy that like wendy had her thing with like all these originals you had um sulgi and irene and those were originals so it just feels a little odd that you give joy a remake album i mean i feel like it fits her i mean like cause I, the concept photos and the songs i'm loving it but i don't know it just feels a little off-putting where i just i just wonder what was the reason to not give her originals um 
But yeah, I'm looking forward to Joy's comeback. Um, TXT, Tomorrow by Together, they'll be back, I think, on the same day too, Monday. Um, their, com- their concept actually looks really interesting with the whole Freeze thing because they're finally leaving the whole um, Dream chapter. Yeah, all their albums prior to that were all Dream chapters, so now we're entering the Freeze chapter, I guess. And their um, concept trailer was like so cool, so I- I'm really like excited for their comeback. Um, who else? Uh, twice, yeah, twice. They'll be back on the 9th as well as the 11th. Well, the 9th is when the title track comes out, but then on Friday the 11th, that's when the album comes out. Um, it's a little weird. I mean, the reason why the album comes out on the 11th is because I think that's for the United States because the album will be in stores, but... I don't know, that seems, I don't really see the purpose of why would the, t- the title track come out one day and then you have to wait two days to get the whole album. And plus that counts for digitals too, where the whole album won't be online on like Spotify and for purchase or whatever until Friday. So I don't know, it's like they were trying to have it both ways. <laughs> so I'm kind of curious as to how is that going to work by the time we get to that date. Um. Yeah, so I feel like that's like it. As far as comebacks, I know before they had said Lisa from Blackpink would have like a summer solo debut, but then it's like that got silent all of a sudden where we, I, I haven't, we haven't heard nothing else about that. So I don't know what, what that's about. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I feel like that pretty much covers the first half of this episode. Um, so yeah. So now next let's get into BTS and Butter.